I am Scott Chaloner, and this is the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. And I am delighted to say that joining me as a guest on today's program is businessman Gary Milligan. Uh, Gary, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, hi, Scott. Thank you. It's a real pleasure welcoming you on, Gary. Now, just for the regular listeners that may not be familiar with Gary Milligan, he's Operations Director at SafeWise, a health and safety consultancy in Wolverhampton. Now, uh, that's sort of just a brief overview as to what sort of SafeWise does, Gary. Um, Just for the listeners, perhaps you can sort of expand upon some of the work that you've been doing. Yeah, I think um, we we started the business um, 10 years ago, and it was solely just health and safety. But of course, as you start speaking to businesses and realize that there are sort of areas there that, um, you know, that we could also provide, we moved into training. And then, um, you know, about 12 months ago, 18 months ago, we planned then we were doing HR services. So I think from our point of view, it's, it's listening to our customers, clients, and, you know, trying to fill any gaps in the market. That, you know, people who um, not not checking, um, you know, work such, it's more on, where, where people are um, not happy with who they're using already or they're not getting value for money. I think we've been able to um, steadily grow um, during the last 10 years, really. Um, you know, so we're now we're doing health and safety, HR, training, you know, and a few other things as well. And I think it's fair to say, isn't it, that we're probably now more aware of health and safety than we've perhaps ever been before due to the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic and the last sort of 18, 19 months we've had. Um, What's the knock-on effect been for the likes of uh, yourselves then? How have you sort of managed through this period of time? Yeah, well, we we planned before the pandemic, we had plans to um, to launch HR consultancy services. But of course, at that time when the pandemic hit, it was you know all um, all in for the you know the just providing support for our clients that we were health and safety advisors to, because you know it wasn't it wasn't really going to be much use trying to uh, develop a new business and not being able to um, accommodate and look after the business we already had. So the the I suppose the effect of uh, COVID for us was that got shelved for a period of time until. Uh, January this year, where we then started doing, uh, you know, offering HR services, consultancy services. But with the, you know, that being on hold, um, also, you know, training took a dip because, as you appreciate, Scott, nobody wanted to come to a training venue when mm-hmm. COVID was. Yeah, exactly right. And um, did that sort of prompt yeah. a change in sort of delivery for yourselves? And you had it to move. Did. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Because what we then decided we would do is we'll, we'll offer more online training, mm-hmm. you know, to facilitate, because although COVID's always been a risk, you know, and, you know, since, let's say COVID's always been a risk, but since, since it really came out um, March where there was, you know, everyone was panicking about it, you know, the, there's still the element on a lot of the companies we work for and um, a lot of the sites that maybe our, our clients are working on that still need to be looking after the health and safety of things outside of COVID. You know, there's people that are working with machinery. There's people that are working at heights. There's people that are working with asbestos, and and those sites were still needing protecting. Those workers were still needing training. But of course, there was the you know the wariness about going to a training venue. There's the wariness about having additional people on site. So it was just a bit of a, a, a transition that was very rapid in terms of you know everything was changing as you know on a almost it seemed like an almost on a daily basis wasn't it 
Yeah, it certainly was. And um, sort of since COVID has kind of lessened as far as the restrictions have been concerned um, as well, we've sort of seen the benefit of online delivery of training and the flexibility that that provides. So I think that's always going to have sort of a part to play for training providers in future. But have you sort of seen, Gary, that the appetite's been there for people to sort of come back into training venues yet? Or is there just that little bit of sort of tentativeness and hesitancy? I think there's there's people who have moved onto online training very well, you know, and then it suits a you know a number of our clients as well because it gives a bit of flexibility. It's generally cheaper, um, but then you you've got a large proportion that, and 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 I'm one of them as well, Scott. Really, you can't be face to face. You want to have a you know you you can do your online training, but you, you want communication with the trainer. You want to be able to tell them about how a particular event has affected you and what the situation was during that. And and that doesn't, or is, is very difficult to get across on um, online training where there's no discussion available. You're just, you know, you're, you're watching videos or watching slides and then answering questions. There's not that public forum where other people can tell you about their instances, which is a great way, you know, of, of developing your learning, isn't it? Lo- learning how other people are benchmarking, how learning other people are doing. Um, how they're doing it within their business that can translate into your business, gradually improving things over time, if that makes sense. Yeah, it certainly does. And as humans, we're very much social creatures, aren't we? And I think we do thrive off that sort of face-to-face interaction, be it within an education setting, be it sort of casually with colleagues or be it within the uh, the workplace as well. So I think sort of having the hybrid approach to sort of working practice and sort of education delivery where there is the option to go into in-person settings and learn and work that way. That's important, isn't it, from a mental health perspective, I think. And mental health is something that's really come under the limelight, perhaps more so than ever before during the pandemic, hasn't it? It has, absolutely right, yeah, because there's a, big, there's a big awareness now, and it comes from the bigger companies down to the smaller companies, that there's got to be an understanding about not just people doing the role, but the surrounding things. You know, are we checking in with people? Are we giving people the flexibility? Nowadays, anyway, because I'm a little bit older, anyway, uh, hopefully a bit wiser as well, Scott, that, that with your employees, you can trust them. You can provide that flexibility. You can allow them to work from home without feeling that you need to check up on them every five minutes, other than from a mental health point of view, where you want to you want to make sure that they're okay, that, mm. they're, that they're feeling um, that they're still part of something other than living at home, working at home, that can have an effect on, on, on some people. And I think sort of showing an interest in someone's sort of daily life, what's going on outside of the workplace is really, really important, isn't it? I mean, it's good when people are coming into work that they don't sort of have to leave their personality at the door. But also because of COVID, um, we're talking people, candidates for prospective jobs, for instance, they're their demands from their employers are starting to change, aren't they? And as leaders, we need to be aware of that, especially in an age where, you know, there are skills shortfalls and we need people coming in to fill certain roles. So we've got to make sure that we're playing our part for them as well as the sort of vice versa. Yeah, you're sounding like you're you're in the right sort of health, you know, right uh, job for a a health and safety position. Because mm. that's exactly what we're looking for, and that's what I've been interviewing recently. It isn't; it's no longer just about the the pay and the salary. People want more from an employer. I think it's right that employers give more. I think you know, having having a, a nice salary is one thing. You know, 
that there's people people searching and wanting and even to a certain point demanding more than what they were looking for five ten years ago even you know a couple of years ago and and having having an employer who 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 looks after them and you know and cares about which we do you know you care about the people that work with you because if they're happy then your clients are happy and if your clients are happy then you get repeat business you get referrals so it's all you know, it's all in there for the right reasons, and and it's a good change, in my opinion, that's actually happened. Mm. And uh, just casting my mind back, actually, when you were saying that to something that one of our other interviewees on the program uh, said recently on another episode, and that was that when we think of leadership, I mean, it has to sort of start with the self, and how that ties into mental health is that. Obviously, when we're in a survival mode, like we have been over the last 18 or 19 months trying to manage our businesses through this, it's been easy to sort of sort of reach out and look after everybody else's well-being and then also forget to kind of take that time away for ourselves as well and avoiding CEO burnout, keeping our own stress levels down. That's also something that we have to remember to do, isn't it, when we're in sort of positions of leadership in business? Yeah, it's... it's it's something you generally don't always think about when it comes to your own mental health. Mm. You know, when you're spending a lot of time thinking and, and trying to um, manage, I don't want to say manage other people, but you want to make sure that everybody else is okay. You can sort of lose sight of you also need to be okay, you know, because during, during the, uh, the pandemic we've had, there's been a lot of our clients that have had to let people go. There's been a number of people who have had, you know, outbreaks of COVID in their workplace. There's been a lot of stress that, is, you know, the, the business owners have been under whilst, in, in addition to that, they've had the still existing pressures of trying to get enough work in, trying to get paid for the work that's in, recruiting staff, letting go staff, you know, disciplinary. What do we do about furlough? What do we do about getting people back? So there's a lot more, you know, people call it the 360 role, don't they? There's a lot more that are on uh, leaders' plates at the moment and have been for the last 18 months because of COVID that's put a lot of strain on them. Yeah, it certainly has. And um, as we sort of move into what is now looking like a period of recovery, of course, just yesterday in the budget speech, we heard from Chancellor Rishi Sunak that the economy is doing a lot better than we perhaps expected, and it would be back to sort of pre-COVID levels by next year. Um, is there sort of similar optimism within sort of your own business moving forward? We are. We're, um, we've got somebody, uh, an additional person starting in January, because we know, you know, we wanted them to start sooner, but they're um, for their own interest, it, it suits them to start in January. Mm. So what we're looking at doing is we're looking at expanding to other sort of other markets as well in terms of going down to London on a you know on a more regular basis. We've we've got other sectors that we're looking to do. We sell a bit of PPE. We're you know we're trying to integrate ourselves as much as we can to our clients, where they then have a one-stop shop where they ring us and we, for a sort of you know cost-effective process, help them. Um, you know, with a lot of aspects within their business that are currently, you know, draining them um, for time or something that maybe they don't have expertise in. So going forward, we are very positive on how things are, you know, are going to go. But that's not to say you can lose sight of, you know, the work that is already in, clients that have been with us for the 10 years and now we're coming up to our 10th year anniversary. It's important that the focus is still, you know, not forgetting about them. You know, they're what helps us 
to get to where we are now. And although we want to push on, we're not pushing on with that and by leaving them behind. Mm. It's, it's exciting times for the business, as you say, that 10-year anniversary coming up. And I should wish a hearty congratulations to yourselves for that. It's a big milestone, of course, 10 years in business. And obviously next year, considering that it is such a big year for the company, and also we're hopefully going to be leaving the pandemic behind just that little bit more. Um, where is it that you're sort of hoping to be by the end of 2022? And what are some of your goals for this next year, would you say? Well, the, the goals are really to, to for me personally, keeping the staff, that we have yeah so that's by making their workplace a nice place to work yeah giving them flexibility which we've always tried to do anyway where if people need to start earlier and finish earlier and start later then you know and, and the certain flexibility of working from home or or when they go out say for instance some of our staff go out and do inspections they don't need to come back here we operate on a trust basis they go home and uh, do the work that needs to be done and then we, we meet up, hopefully, where um, we reduce the numbers into the office still. But then we do see each, each person on a regular basis, you know, to catch up. So I think that's important as well. Going forward, you know, we've still got development with the HR side. We still want to um, we still want to be active in that. We want to, there's other areas of safety that we can get into. We're into manufacturing, we're into construction. But there might be other sectors for the councils that we can, you know, go to. Because, you know, we've got a good, you know, we're only still a reasonably small company, but we've got a good reputation. Yeah, people trust us. People um, believe that we're responsive. And people do pass on most of the work we get in is off referrals off of the businesses that are using us. So for us, really, it's just keep going in the same vein as what we are doing, Scott. I'm not one for trying to pull up trees and, and go 100 miles an hour. I think steady growth for us has always been the way to go because that's that's how you maintain the quality of the service that we've promised our clients that we would do. Exactly it, isn't it? Steady growth and just gradually casting that net ever wider. And I think it would be very interesting to see just sort of how that influence of the business has sort of extended by the time that 10-year anniversary comes around. And I think by the end of next year, it may well be a good time to revisit this just to see sort of how sort of that branching out is uh, is coming along. Oh yeah, well, uh, I like the opportunity for that because it will just these years are uh, flying by, Scott, aren't they? They certainly you know, are. Yeah, I, I got I got married two months ago. You know, during a pandemic, that you know, through through luck and planning, we were fortunate. We were one of the few people that didn't have to change the dates of their wedding. You know, and and it, it's just lucky that we were in that position. The, the wedding went ahead at the venue at the time and none of our guests had COVID or developed COVID after, so, you know, and it's just sometimes you, you think to yourself, you're very fortunate and that, you know, and that's on a personal level, but for work purposes, we're, there's a lot of other people that have had it a lot harder than what we are in a, in a pandemic, I suppose, being involved in the health and safety business, there could be worse businesses to be working with. Yeah, there certainly could be absolutely right. And I think you're right. There is always an element of luck and uh, fortune in uh, certain things as well. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we sort of keep seeing that moving forward as we hopefully leave this uh, this pandemic behind. Um, Gary, thank you again for joining us on the programme today. It's been really enlightening. No, I just, appreciate that, Scott. Yeah, it's been enlightening for me and also for the listeners, just having a little bit of um, a bird's eye view as to what's going on in health and safety at the moment. And as I say, do take care and do stay safe going forward with everything still going on. And hopefully we'll check in again next year. Thank you. All right. Take care. Cheers, Scott.
And to any regular listeners that may be tuning in of the entrepreneurial stock that may feel that they have their own story of success and innovation to share, then by all means, you can apply to be on the show via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. And who knows, it could be you that we're speaking to and hearing from next. It was a pleasure having SafeWise's Gary Milligan on today's programme, and I do hope that all of you thoroughly enjoyed a most enlightening interview. Um, Until next time, I'm off to raise a toast to outstanding leadership and the success of British industry over the last 18, 19 months in overcoming what has been one of the greatest challenges of our time. Um, Until next time, everyone, please do take care and goodbye. We'll be seeing you again very soon.